Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, Fightful.com. Here with the name you know you're going to see her in action at Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 7 on Fight. October 22nd, that's a Friday, in Los Angeles. You can get tickets at bloodsport7.eventbrite.com. We got Marina Shafir. How you doing, Marina? Pretty good. Just drinking my coffee. Man, this is an interview I tried to get for a long time. I even told you off the air. I asked WDB for this interview numerous times, and they were like, oh, maybe, I don't know. But here we are. (laughs) Here we are. Finally, full circle. And you're still punching people in the face, which I'm sure you're thrilled about. Josh Barnett's blood sport. I'm really excited to see you in this environment because, I mean, this environment was made for for you. Uh, thank you. I'm I'm really excited too. Very excited to see, uh, you know, what I'm made of and what I've learned and what I have to offer. I just wanted to. You know, just like everybody else, I just want it to mean something bigger than uh, bigger than what I walk around as. Well, before we even get into all that, I solicited some reader questions. And I got one from a Jessamine Duke from Richmond, Kentucky, who said, Ask her, who is buying all this damn meat and barbecuing <laughs> all day? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Shit, at this point, I don't fucking know who's buying all the damn meat. I'm sorry, can we swear? Yeah, of course. I hope we can swear. Of course. Um, I have no fucking clue who is buying all this damn meat, but people keep barbecuing. They are just that, out that's a here bad thing. That's heat. not a bad thing, right? Do you know what that's from? No, what's it from? What am I, oh, what am I there's missing? This video. There's, there's this video on YouTube where this chick is like going off on like how hot it is and how she like doesn't you know she just hates being hot sorry that's my dog chasing that's okay (laughs) see i I thought for a second like you like people were just showing up at your house like bivens like bivens was showing up with a bunch of meat for roddy to barbecue or something well you know 
I feel like if if Do if Otis still lived in Orlando, we, that would be the current situation. He's the grill master. I fucking miss him so much, oh, so much, and I'm so happy for him. But he usually is the one who brings all the meat. But Fair. he's not here anymore. So. so, you know, I I mentioned Bivens. Personal question for me: Bloodsport, Malcolm Bivens versus Troy. Who wins that fight? Oh my god! Oh my god! No question. No question. There is no question on that. Troy's like, you know, every time I see Bivens, I ask him why he's stealing Troy's clothes. <laughs> no, preferably his sneakers. I'm like, dude, why are you sneaking up in our house and just snatching his sneakers? Like, what is that all about? I mean, you know, this now you're getting that TV money now. You should be able to buy yourself a pair of sneakers. I'm just saying. So as we mentioned, blood sport. I, I just love this. Not even a concept. It's it's like the one of the purest forms of, of fighting and wrestling. And uh, I, th I think you're gonna really show out there. When I mean, I know that you've you've had a connection to Josh Barnett for a very long time. Yeah, how, he's my coach. Yeah, I mean, how how far after this WWE release did you uh, get? Like, I don't know the call, the message. I know that there had been some attempts to maybe use some WWE talent on Bloodsport in the past and that just wasn't able to happen. But did you know, like, right out of the gate, oh, I'm doing Bloodsport next time around? Um, honestly, I knew I was going to be doing something. Yeah. Like, that was just too much garnered energy that I worked for. And um, I didn't take it personal getting released. I have no, you know, I only have, like, I have... I have more good memories at NXT than bad. And like, I, there's no personal feelings towards that. I get, I get that this, there's a side to this business that you just can't take personal. Sure. And, um, I signed that. What's it called? I signed that agreement long ago. Um, I think like two weeks after I got released, Barnett called me and, um, he just asked me first, we were just talking about, you know, like how everything went down. Um, but then he was just like, I'm going to like indirectly just kind of ask you to stay in shape, <laughs> just take care of yourself. And we'll be chatting here in a couple weeks. And I said, yep, going to go train now. See you later. Talk to you soon. Bye. And like, I left, you know, like, cause I was in my own like little emotional bubble for a little bit. Um, and then a few weeks went by and I stayed training. I, Devon Dudley, uh, gave me access to his, uh, to his ring. And, um, I've just been going there like every week, honestly, since I got let go every single week, I've been, I just try to make it at least once a week into the ring and just to stay just to stay fresh and i also wanted to see if it made me feel anything because i sure. was you know i was like oh you never want to have like i never want bitterness or like um when drop it sorry she's a fucking asshole she likes to do loud shit when things are going down um yeah, I just, uh, I stayed in shape and then we chatted and 
he asked me and I didn't, he didn't tell me who my opponent was. He just told me that he asked me if I wanted to do it. And I immediately was like, fuck yeah. Like, let's, let's go. Your opponent, um, your opponent just got signed to impact wrestling. She's having an awful big week as well. Masha. I know, I know. And I'm, uh, I'm really fucking happy for her. I watched that match too. It was great. Yeah. Her and Deanna have some special chemistry and that is as a fan, I was like, I'm de- like, it's like, oh shit, I'm definitely going to be paying attention to this. Not because it's my job, it's because like, there's a little itch deep down inside that I want to, I want to know what the fuck's going on. Like, I want to know. Do you ever find that like, because of like your route to pro wrestling, people are like questioning your desire to be a wrestler or anything like that? Because I would hear from people at the performance center that were like telling me how quick that you and Jessamine would adapt to drills and stuff like that. And you can... You can credit natural athleticism to a lot of that, but I mean, ultimately, you got to have the desire to do it too. Uh, yeah, I still, I still get that disdain. That uh, uh, what was it? I was training with someone the other day, and they're like, "Oh yeah, it's because you have this like little cloud over you because you're kind of like NXT bred." And I'm like, "Ah, okay, <laughs> whatever, cool, like." I've been, I've, I've gone through the times of, uh, being judged by what gym I was out of in judo and jujitsu and MMA. Like, okay. It has now come full circle. It's like nothing. Even when you think things are different, things are never going to be really different. It's going to be different. It's all going to be the same. Sorry. I just got jumbled up there. That's okay. But uh, yeah, I still I still feel it. I think I'm gonna feel it for a while, and that's fine because it's just gonna push m- my product and what I want to exude in there, and you know, just uh, show everything that I've culminated in these like last couple years, like like what it's about, and um, I you know it's going to be exciting for me because I love surprising people with things that they don't expect. And that's what that's all about. And, um, I just like really want to prove some people wrong differently, not even wrong. Like I just want to give them a different perspective on like where the fuck I come from and like what I'm capable of. And it doesn't matter how I got here. I'm not, I haven't disrespected anybody. I haven't, I haven't, you know, shot fire on the politics of all this bullshit. No, what do you, I do? You can. I, fucking, you can I sit you down. Exactly. I sit down with one of the greatest minds in wrestling, my husband, and like he is my devil's advocate. Like he I wanna sometimes like scream because, you know, he know he just knows. He knows how to get like he knows what questions to ask. He knows what subjects to talk about to like get that reaction out. And it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter how I got there. What doesn't change is the fact that I'm a student. I'm a very good student. I learn really fast. And the more that I've gotten to know myself because of that system, because I've been forced to get to know who who I am in order to be a better performer, I just hope that it resonates. You know, that's that's really it. So we did see... Something similar when you and Jessamyn popped up on Raw Underground. Now, from what I remember, you guys actually like may have done that twice. Like you did it one week, it didn't air. Then the next week, you all came back. Can you maybe tell me about those experiences? 
uh, because a lot of people had no idea that you guys actually filmed that twice. Yeah. Um, it was really interesting. Very, like, I, because I feel like, you know, it was one of those things where you didn't know where it was going to go. You just came in and you showed out the way that you want, like, the way you thought you could. And then you walked away to see if it, you know, if the seedlings rooted it at all with all of it. And uh, we thought we, we thought it did. And then well, you all look great doing that. It was, I, it was very shit, natural. It was, that was the whole, that was the most fucking fun I, I had in a while. Like, especially coming out of COVID, I got to like beat a chick up with a fucking skirt with pockets on and a fucking <laughs> bucket hat. Like, it looks like I just came from like a midnight farmer's market and was like, oh, let me slide up into this bike club and just like support my homie. And the, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's so, it was, uh, it was really fun because we got to like put our own spin on it. And I don't know what happened. So there was like, there, there no follow-up or like they didn't was, tell you what was going on? No, there was, there was like, there was really nothing. Like there was nothing. I, uh, you know, it was hard for me and Jessamine to not start having all these ideas that we could like propose, but they just kind of got left in the chamber because we didn't know what was going on and we didn't want to like waste people's time with these ideas. Yeah. Like she had a handful of ideas and I had a handful of ideas and like, we were just kind of like, when is, when, when do you, when would be a good opportunity to like bring those in? But you know, Unfortunately, that didn't happen. Do you know why they nixed the first week? Like, I know you guys filmed stuff. Like, and was it similar? Like, what did you all do something completely different the week that didn't air? Because I mean, I I had heard, hey, Jessamine and Marina are Raw Underground. I watch Raw that night. There's nothing. Then I'm told, oh, hey, they're here again this week, and they're filming stuff. Uh, yeah, no, no, nobody. Um, wow. It was the same. It was. It was kind of like, it was just kind of the stuff like leading into us being there. Yeah. You know, like the why, like, but then there was just nothing that came out of it. I mean, I was very excited because I had been begging Jessamine to like spam liver kicks for years. I'm like, nobody does a liver kick in wrestling. And she did like four of them back to back. So I was like, oh, sweet. And then yeah, lot- she did them to, uh, she did them to the girl who's also now hired with, uh, NXT. Oh yeah, she got you're hired. Right. You're right. Uh huh. And I think a lot of people don't realize the background that you came come from and how natural like throws, rolls, like a, a, mm-hmm. the, the training that you and Jessman went through. You know how to bump. You know how to roll. You know how to side fall. You know how to make somebody else fall, whether you want them hurt or not. Like you all are, are very aware of that. Did you find that that transition was easier because of that? But, I, I mean, a lot of people think that you just started training in NXT, but it was before that, right? Yeah, it was It was before that. It was... Uh, we didn't just start training around underground. Like, we'd been training. Like, as soon as COVID kind of, like, lightened up and we were able to get back into the PC, mm-hmm. like, we were in there. I was... I know I was training, like, five days a week. I was in that fucking ring just doing shit. Um yeah, but I mean, even before NXT, I had heard of you guys doing like some chain wrestling and stuff. I would get sent some footage here and there of like Jessamine doing some like pro wrestling chain oh, stuff. Oh, she that was all Jessamine. I was pregnant before oh NXT. Oh my gosh, like, you're I right. Was, I was, I was, uh, 
I was working full time at a coffee shop and I was just big and pregnant and uh, just pregnant (laughs) (laughs) and just figuring out like what I wanted to do after I had Troy. So I know earlier this year, uh, I mean, it it raised a lot of question marks because I know Jessamine went home last year and was like, Mm -hmm. I don't got to be here. I'm not going to be here. Started to do up, up, down, down. Then you are on NXT TV and you're in the line as the uh, NXT tag team tournament was, was starting. And yeah, people, I tagged with us, so we start. How was that? And, and like, at, did you think like, okay, this is it? I'm finally gonna get the run. I'm finally gonna get on TV. Or were you just like, well, they're just having me here to have me here? Um. Oh, I was thinking all those questions. I um, I was trying to make sense of all of it. I think I think I was trying to make sense of all of it more so than being present and just enjoying that because it was like the first uh, you know it was it's been the first couple times that I came back to TV and I just wanted to know but I also feel like they were trying to get a feel for what for what kind I don't know for what was going on I because they were also in like a weird. Nobody knew what was going on. It was yeah. chaos. And I uh, I got a little bit lost in that chaos. I'm, I really wish I could have, like, that was really my experience wrestling with Zoe because she had just come in. Like, she literally flew into Vegas that day. And, like, I got to meet her. We said hi. What's your favorite color? And then we talked about the match. And, you know, she's been, she was and still is, like, super just respectful and, down to earth and she's just it's nice to chat with people who seem to be like five steps ahead of course in in that and um she's always just a pleasure to like be around i um yeah it was a fun experience definitely like it just oh i wish i could redo it you know it was like one of those things like one of those feelings of like "Mm." but it was a lesson i needed to i needed to be out there and, I mean, that wasn't, like, the first time you'd pop up on TV. They had you in the Battle Royal as well. You did Raw Underground around that time. It just seemed like yeah. there was a lot of stop and start. And mm-hmm. for somebody who had been there for almost two years at that point, we see it now. It's changing. It's more of a shit-or-get-off-the-pot-with-them mentality. People are getting on TV within a few months. But there there were people like yourself, Bivens even, who sat there for two years and they didn't do a lot with. There, there were a whole lot of people that were in that same boat. How were you feeling during those three periods, Battle Royal, Raw Underground, and this, without any significant follow-up to either of the three? Um, you know, it's something that I talked a lot with Roddy about, like getting a feel for, like I was being put in these positions and um, I needed to understand why I was in those positions. And I was feeling like very insecure because it was a lot of start and stop. You know, I, I was cleaning up the way I like, I was just cleaning up a lot of the things that were sloppy, my mentality. I was just asking different questions and seeing a different light like, or just seeing like a different perspective on wrestling itself and um, the start and the stop and the interject, like, you know, 
I tried not to get too much in my head about, but I did like, I, I would get insecure. And, you know, Roddy was there to like remind me, just like, if you just keep putting your nose to the ground, you keep busting your ass, it's timing. Like a lot of this about yeah. this is timing. And, uh, you know, if everything is lined up how it should be, you'll know. And, you know, everything was lined up how it should be. And now we're here. So I had also heard, and I think you, you've confirmed this since you were slated to be a part of diamond mine and yeah, they were, they were playing that stuff very close to the vest. I kept asking people forever. And then I finally heard you, Arturo Huas, Roddy Bivens, Tyler Russ. Well, now Tyler Russ is gone. You're gone. Uh, Arturo's gone. You've got Ivy Nile in there. Um, the the Creed brothers who I think are really really good. Like at what point did you realize was it was it the release when you realized that wasn't going to happen? Because when I would ask people in WDB, they're like, oh well, they might bring in Marina later on, even though she didn't debut with them. What was the question? At what <laughs> at what point did you know that 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 sort of wasn't the direction anymore? Was it the release? Because I had heard that. Just because you you didn't debut with them didn't mean that you wouldn't eventually be with them. Kind of like Ivy's with them now. Um, oh no, I thought I was gonna be there. I thought I was gonna be a part of it from the from the beginning. Um, but they just had other plans, and like like I said, like I just uh, I just what could I do with it? You know, like I was I can't be upset when somebody else's mind is made up. I mean. I had my feelings about it. I, you know, I've trained with Ivy Nile since she got to the PC pretty much. And um, if anybody is a fitting character for that position, she's going to learn a lot. Like she's going to learn so much in that, in that position. And I think, uh, I just hope that she kind of like carries it and makes it into something like, it, ugh, sorry Not just okay. makes it into the thing that just makes it a big fucking thing like yeah. female fighters female mma athletes are more and more a predominant fucking thing in the yeah. athletic scene and it is still like the shock and the you know the conversations that i've had with people who are still so surprised at how how intense and how hard and how consistent female athletes are in the gym nowadays. It's, it's like, it's hilarious. So like, I just, I, you know, for me, I just hope that she really understands how big this role can be for her. And like, I've said it before and I'll say it again, like if anybody gets the green light in the past and like, <laughs> you know, the fact, you know, the thumbs up, I'm, I'm giving it to her because like, that's, it's just a great spot to be in, to learn. I wondered how you felt. I wondered if it was like the two Bart Simpsons where the one drives by on the skateboard and you're like, hmm. Yeah. Like one of those. Or if you were cool with it. Because, I mean, that that would have been obviously I a good spot bummed. for you. I was totally bummed. But I was I was very bummed about not being able to be a part of that. But it just comes to a point where, like, you know what, dude? Like, you got to lean into the things that – the positives of all this, you which know, which I'm, are you don't have to hang out with Malcolm Bivens all the time. Like that is exactly, a remarkable like, positive. Exactly. And like, you know, 
it's great. <laughs> you you heard it's about great. this. What what people don't know is you heard about this and you called up WWE and you said, "Please give me my release, anything to avoid Malcolm Bivens, anything oh, at all." Like I just don't think he understands. He, he can never turn those eyes off. Like, <laughs> did you see the picture? No off button. For did that. you see like, the picture of Ivy this week with him in the background? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I can't. Oh. I just. Uh, it's just it, that's something I'm not going to miss. You know. Well, yeah. <laughs> you did work the the championship wrestling tapings recently, and I heard you had. Yeah. Really good showing there. What was that like? Because, I mean, quite frankly, a lot of people didn't know what your future would hold, didn't know if you would want to wrestle, if you would continue doing it. I was stoked to see it because, quite frankly, there are not a lot of women on the independent circuit with your skill set. So I was excited to see that and see it in a, a TV format as well. Uh, explain to me how that came about. Um. So... I have a my old manager, George, who actually is the owner of Lights Out Promotion in uh, L.A. He is friends with Dave Marquez, who is the promoter wow. for CWF. And um, I have been looking to get, like, I've been putting my booking email out and just trying to figure out how to, like, approach promotions but make it seem like, like it's a schmooze, you know, like, yeah. let me take out on this. Uh, let me, let, let's, let's go on a date for a second, you yeah. know, and see what, see how it goes. But um, he actually got in touch with me and the way he led that conversation was we need something like you. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I think we can make something work out. Let's see if I have what it is you want. And hopefully I can offer, you know, something that you would be interested in investing in. And hopefully things uh, are onward and upward from here. And we, we see like these dedicated women shows, NWA doing Empower, uh, Mission Pro Wrestling doing a lot of great stuff out of, out of Texas. Uh, wow has rebooted. You've got Impact doing Knockouts, Knockdown. There's a lot of opportunities here. What has that been like for you? navigating this and trying to make connections. I mean, obviously Roderick Strong has a bunch of connections. He knows probably everybody at this point, but for you yourself, different skill set, different experience. How has that yeah. been for you so far? Uh, difficult, difficult, but like in a good way, because um, I feel like I'm, I'm forced to learn uh, just, I just got a different a different learning curve than a lot of other people because of the experience that I have and um, like understanding when my, my overall mixed martial arts experience matters for matches, you know, like that's, that's always like a, a interesting conversation I have with each person that I work with. And um, just, yeah, it's been, it's been interesting. Like I, uh, that's really the only way I can, I can put it. Like I'm trying to think of a scenario where I can like talk sure. about, but yeah, just making sure that it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, like I, as in life, like I just want it to make fucking sense and I want it to be easily read and you know, all that stuff. 
from an in-ring perspective, like how does your MMA experience play into that? Because I, I found a lot of the people that I talk to that have MMA experience, they're like, well, it's a lot harder to get lost in the ring. People that have MMA experience, they're able to grab a double wrist lock. They're able to grab something like that if they if they like happen to to be a little lost, so to speak. Mm-hmm. What have you found has adapted the best for you from MMA to pro wrestling that you look at and other people might struggle with, but you're like, oh, I picked that up. That was that was good for me. Um. Uh, exactly the first thing you said, like not being lost in the ring, um, being able to call a match and know where you're going to end up and not forcing your way into things. Uh, that was easy for me to start figuring out really fast. And I think the reason that was really easy for me to figure out was because when I started doing MMA from judo and jujitsu, one of the things that I, because I have like really bad, uh, really bad ADHD and like my brain, it's like, I I can't even read a fucking book, dude. It's bad. (laughs) And dyslexia. Uh, I was able to like merge a lot of the shit that I did in judo with MMA. Like from cage, like back you're in the center their their back is like just positioning wise how things would happen and like where it would move like understanding the that and not being lost footwork has always been a big one i've noticed too like yeah people in our catch wrestling class when they would move to pro wrestling stuff their footwork was always really good and there's little things like a lot of people who are trained traditional pro wrestling will throw on a chin lock people who are trained mma We'll throw in a chin lock and they'll put like a hook around the hip to keep somebody from sitting out. Makes yeah. it look a little bit better. Like there are a lot of little things that people who have trained MMA that they're used to that maybe traditional pro wrestling people aren't. And yes, seems like and seems like you were adapting really well to that. Yeah, it was really fun to learn. Well, I had really good coaches in NXT. That's where um, that's what helped me. I mean, Norman Smiley and fucking Fit Finley were. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I could have two right hands, like, that would be, I couldn't get enough of them. I couldn't fucking, I couldn't get enough of them. And, you know, they helped me learn that. And then it it just made, it makes the matches, like, so easy. Like, just understanding where you're going to go. And if you go off track, like, understanding that there's always a way to get back right on track. And, you know, uh training in NXT where like everything is time-based you getting a sense of like how much time things take like really and how much time you have to sit in a position and to move and to like you know that how much time you have to fuck off and just be funny or you know bring something that you've been wanting to bring to the table like I just got to work with a lot of people who said the same thing over and over again, 50 million different ways. And it was nice to like piece it all together for just, just to like call a match. Did you spend any time in the high flyer ring? <laughs> I'm working on my high flying crossbody. Okay. Leave me alone. <laughs> I always saw that thing and I was like, man, what's it, what's it feel like? What's it like? 
I, they were actually building it as a, like, it was almost done right as I uh, had to go. Oh, man. So uh, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 7, October 22nd. I could talk to you about wrestling all day, but I want to save some for the next time because I know you're going to be back on Bloodsport. You're going to be back doing a lot of stuff, showing out. I'm really excited about this matchup. I'm excited for it, too. Masha, who's had this this explosion over the past few weeks, and a Marina Shafir, who's looking to prove something, looking to show people a lot of things. I'm really excited to see this. What are you most excited about for this match, this fight? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Oh man. I'm gonna talk some shit in Russian to her. It's gonna be hilarious. Oh, I love it. I just I fuck. I haven't conversed in Russian with someone and so god it's been I mean like I'll go to the Russian uh, deli around like up the street from here and try. And the guy's always like, uh-huh, uh-huh. I got like 50 other fucking customers waiting on me, bitch. Get the fuck out of my store. Do you know how intimidating <laughs> that is to just like people like me who don't don't know what you're saying, but they would know that it's something really horrible just based on the way that you look at somebody or say something. Like, I think that'd be a yeah. good thing for you. Yeah. I mean, it, it's funny, too, because, like, you could say something like, man, this food smells great, and it sounds like, I'm going to fucking murder you. Like, <laughs> Yeah, of course. Of course. It's so funny. But, yeah. Blood it's always it. Bloodsport 7, October 22nd on Fight. Follow Marina at Marina Shafir on Twitter. Marina, thank you so much. Thank you. This was a hoop. Until next time, guys. We're out.